0: Hello, everybody, welcome to your latest edition of Red Men Bike Size. My name's Dan Club, and I am here to take you through the latest news surrounding Liverpool Football Club. And it has been a very busy start of the week for the Reds because it was confirmed by Paul Joyce that Liverpool were indeed very much in the hunt for Alexis McAllister. And he claimed that the Brighton Hove Albion midfielder could be confirmed as a Liverpool player by the end of the week. Now, there's been plenty of reports and speculation surrounding the World Cup winner for a number of weeks now, but Paul Joyce himself joined the party this morning and said that there was genuine interest from the Anfield Club and he could become a Red very, very shortly. It's It's been mainly led by Fabrizio Romano, it's fair to say, over the past few weeks. And he, of course, joined in this morning after Paul Joyce had released his article He said that it was Alexis McAusley to Liverpool, here we go. Full agreement completed on the contract. He understands it will be valid until June 2028, and that's a five-year deal, of course. He then went on to say Liverpool will pay the buyout clause in the next days, and it's way less than the reported £60 fee. He also went on to say that the medical test will be taking place in the next 28 to 48 hours, which is in keeping with the this week from Paul Joyce a little earlier, but... The fee is probably... I mean, there's lots of interesting facets to this, of course. as Liverpool signing an Argentinian Premier League footballer who's just won the World Cup and is going to be a huge addition to our midfield department. Brilliant talented player with, with room to grow even further, I think it's fair to say. But in terms of the fee... For weeks, we were sort of speculating that it could be sort of 65 to 70 million and nobody really batted an eyelid at those figures. I think the general consensus was that you'd probably obviously rather pay less for him. But if that's the going rate, Brighton, incredibly well run football club, they tend to get the highest possible value for their players. I think we've all just accepted that we're going to have to pay that sort of figure for him. So if we can get him for what is now reportedly more like the forty-five to £50 million pound mark, perhaps even less I've seen in certain places, then that would be an extraordinary piece of business by Liverpool. And, you know, it's hard to know who to credit on this one, really, I suppose, because Julian Ward's obviously been working behind the scenes for a number of weeks to try and get this one done. Jörg Schmadke, he might have just come in to take the glory at the end and sort of, you know, got the... I's and cross the T's in many senses but whoever it is that gets this deal over the line if indeed it does get over the line deserves a huge pat on the back because like I said adding Alexis MacAllister to this squad is a huge huge plus for Liverpool because we all know we all see in the midfield issues that we had I think this is a player that Jürgen Klopp will want to develop further and he'll be confident that he can do exactly that now I should just say that Andy Naylor from The Athletic is the Brighton correspondent for The Athletic. He's been sort of reporting alongside the um, the speculation surrounding Liverpool and McAllister. And I think it's fair to say he's been dampening any sort of enthusiasm his towards it because although he hasn't dismissed the idea of the transfer happening, he has been keen to express that although there is sort of rumblings and musings of a release clause he has said that it is only a mechanism that exists inside McAllister's contract and Brighton do have a say in what happens with his future it's not as simple as Liverpool walking in putting £40 million on the table or whatever that figure is and saying right we'll have him thanks there is still it appears slightly more complicated situation than that so it remains a watch this space but it's definitely a deal that looks to be advancing towards the finishing line and it's Definitely a deal that we at Red Men will be massively, massively keeping an eye on because it does appear like McAllister could become a Liverpool player in the not too distant future. So. Yeah, one to keep an eye on. One, I think we can all be confident that will stand us in good stead for the summer to come. And if it is done as swiftly as the reports are suggesting, that would be a huge bonus as well for Jurgen Klopp. Because we know he likes to get his business done early. It gives us more time to get other players through the door. It gives us more time with McAllister to get him accustomed to being a Liverpool player, etc. So, yeah, massive, massive bonus for Liverpool if we can get this one tied up nice and early. So, yeah, fingers crossed. I wanted to bring you a story from Relevo in Spain as well. It's surrounding Gabri Vega, a very talented young Celta Vigo midfielder. Only 21 years of age, had an amazing season in La Liga. He scores 11 goals and gets four assists in 36 league outings for the Spanish club, which is just phenomenal for someone so young. And a report from the Spanish outlet this morning claimed that Liverpool had taken the lead in recent weeks to try and sign the Spanish midfielder. Now he's a Spain under-21 international. There is also interest from Man City, Manchester United and Newcastle. All those clubs have been following him closely, but it appears like the Reds have taken the lead in that particular race. So, another interesting one for me. I think Age profile-wise, he makes a lot of sense because you're getting someone like McAllister, who's more of the finished article. He's kind of where I see Curtis Jones and Harvey Elliott potentially ending up being. But with McAllister, he's plug-and-play. He's ready to go. You can throw him straight into the side. Happy days. Now, with someone like Vega, you'd probably have to sort of integrate him a little bit slower, allow him to get a taste of the action first before really running with him. And I think we might still have a chance to do that. Now, alongside him and alongside McAllister, indeed, you'd want another more experienced operator because I think we do need three midfielders. And if it was McAllister, Vega, and a Kone, a Taram, a Gravenber, somebody else, a slightly older, who's had slightly more first-team football who you could trust a little bit earlier in his Liverpool career to go and do a job, I think that would be massively important. The main... I suppose, complication and issue I'd have around signing someone like Gabby Vega is his age and it is his lack of first-team football in many senses, because when you've already got the likes of Harvey Elliott, Curtis Jones, Stefan Vajcetic, all players with incredibly bright futures, you've already got a very young midfield there. And in terms of what we need as options, we do need those players who Jürgen Klopp can turn to at any given situation and say, right, you're the man for this job. Now, whether... Those three are that just yet. I think there's still doubt about that. Curtis Jones had a brilliant end to the season. Harvey Elliott had a wonderful start to the season. And Stefan Bajetic, we all know how brilliant he was before he got injured. So there's definite potential there. I'd be concerned if we were just adding more and more real youngsters, real raw talent in the mix because, as I mentioned, we do want to be sort of competing again at the top of the table pretty much immediately. And I'm not entirely sure that Gabby Vega is the man to do that just yet I want to bring you a couple more stories before I start to wrap up as well um, David Lynch wrote for Football Insider this morning he obviously covered the McAllister interest but he also touched upon the interest in Bush and Mönchengladbach midfielder Manu Kone and indeed Nice in midfielder Kefren Turam those have already been in contact with Liverpool and vice versa. We've spoken to representatives of both them players, so there is definitely a massive interest there. Ryan Gravenberch is described as another potential option, should Bayern Munich show a willingness to strike a deal this summer. Now, we've spoken about Gravenberch quite a lot at Red Men. It hasn't gone the way he'd have liked going to Munich, I think it's fair to say. His time at the Allianz hasn't been as successful as he would have wished. He's not played him out of football. I think a lot still remains to be answered in terms of Thomas Usual's plans of him. If he sees him as a huge part of the plans moving forwards. Maybe there's not a deal to be made there. And he also mentions Romeo Lavia. Now, he's another player who's been mentioned quite a lot in recent weeks. And he does say that he could also be chased by Liverpool, which would be an interesting deal because we all know Manchester City have a buyback clause on the Belgian midfielder, which I think comes into play next summer, not this one. Southampton recently relegated, of course. He's probably their most saleable asset in many senses, given his age. I know James Ward-Prowse would argue, but... The age profiles are completely different there. So, listen, if Liverpool miss out on a couple of targets, maybe a Kone, maybe a Taram, don't come to fruition. Romeo Lavia certainly appears to be very much on the list of potential options for the Reds. I also want to talk a little bit about Fabio Carvalho because yet more reports that his future could lie away from Merseyside. Now, RB Leipzig, this comes from Football Insider again, and my man David Lynch, RB Leipzig, are returning with a second bid for Fabio Carvalho, despite Liverpool signalling their reluctance to sell. That obviously was on the back of the German club making an initial offer, which Liverpool rebuffed and said, no, he's not for sale. It's interesting, this one, though, because David also mentions as option for a season-long loan deal. And there's Burnley, West Ham and Brentford all in the mix to potentially make that happen. Now, Neil Jones was in this week, of course, on Journal Insight, which is now coming to you twice a week over on Redmen Plus. And he suggested that Liverpool wouldn't be keen on loaning him to another Premier League club. Instead, they would rather he went over to Europe and played in a team that operates with a number 10 to allow him to develop in that role. Now, that would make a lot more sense for me because I still think he's a very talented footballer. He's somebody Liverpool chased themselves for six months, obviously missed out on deadline day in that January, end up signing him in the summer, and I think he's not a player that Liverpool is going to give up on entirely. Now, there have been some questions in the media and some speculation surrounding maybe he's not the perfect fit, but... I think Jurgen Klopp has already doubled down on him. He's very, very sort of, I suppose, brash in his praise for him the other week about saying he's the best trainer and all this kind of stuff. So I don't envisage a world whereby Liverpool sort of cut ties and cut their losses on him just yet. But I do think a loan move would make a lot of sense. Um, Just one more quick one I wanted to discuss um, before we wrap up and I sort of go over the news just as a once-off. Kay Gordon. Um, Could soon be making a full return to training. This one comes from Liverpool Echo again this Monday morning. He... Has been out for a long time, Axie K. Gordon. We all know how excited we were about him. We signed him from Derby County. We've seen a little bit of him in first-team football. I think he gets his first goal against Cardiff. And he's been struggling with a pelvic problem, which has been linked to his physical growth. And he's been following a specialised training programme for quite a period of time. Now, he's 18 years old now. I think he's been sidelined for around 16 to 18 months, which is a hell of a long time to be out, especially such a key point in your development as well. So it'd be really important to get him back up and running, I think because we're going to be competing on four fronts again next season. Obviously, the Europa League as opposed to the Champions League. And young players like Cade Gordon, Ben Doak, Bobby Clark, I think they're all in with a shout at getting some first-team football. Obviously, you've got the early rounds of domestic cups as well. I think we're going to want them players in and around the squad. And Cade Gordon, somebody, again, Liverpool, you know, went in for, got him. We've had a... We've made a habit of signing some of the brightest young talent in recent years and Kay Gordon falls into that category and it's been a huge shame to see that his development has been stunted so badly by that injury. So getting him back into, into training, back amongst his mates, back amongst the players around him, I think that's really, really important and it's exciting to see if he can kick on again and you hope he can because... So many youngsters down the years have been excited. We've been optimistic about what could happen for them. And then they pick up an injury and it never quite works out. And you could have the same conversation about Curtis Jones in many senses. I think he struggled with similar injuries in terms of it was growth-related and stuff like that. Curtis Jones, thankfully, it appears, is over the worst of that now and has managed to get himself back up and running in the first team. Hopefully the same applies for Kate Gordon because, again, like I say, very talented young footballer. So, it'll be Liverpool went and got, sought after, got the deal done, and will have a lot of hope that he can really kick on and have a bright future at the club. So, yeah. Anyway, that'll be just about all for this episode of M&Bank Science. Thank you very much for listening, as ever. Just to very quickly recap, it appears that the Reds are on the brink of landing Alexis McAllister, who will be their first summer signing, hopefully with many more to come. Anyway, thank you very much for listening again. I've been Dan Club. It has been a pleasure as always. I will see you again soon. Take it easy. Thanks for listening. If you want even more Bosch content and podcasts just like this, go over to redmenplus.com and sign up now.